Christmas time's almost here. Presents, trees, and reindeer. Hanukkah comes at you. Holidays for me and you. Santa Claus and trim the tree. She's a Fa-la-la-la-la, bitch. Hello, it's me, Sam Hickman, and you're listening to the end of 2019's Hyperlocal Celebrity with me, Sam Hickman, um, on this special end-of-year episode of the podcast. We're going to round up the 19 high points and low points of this very year. Um, wow. Um, starting with like a nice oh look there's a ladder wandering around my street I'm in my guest bedroom and I could just see like the top of a ladder wandering I guess that was weird <laughs> I'm like so who is cleaning what's happening um, anyway um, welcome welcome hello welcome hello um, we'll start with number 19 I don't have like a pa-pow um, thing for this but pa-pow number 19 okay the lowest point of the year was when I missed that wedding Oh my god, what a stress. Do you remember that? It was essentially just in the books, and then um, I thought it was Saturday, and it turned out to be Friday, and um, nightmares do come true, and they did this year. Okay, number 18. Okay, this is in no particular order, this list. It was really just like, I made a list, and then I was like, I don't want to do it in chronological order. Um... Number 18 was starting um, women talking about Star Trek Voyager, which if you have not, if you're not already on board with women talking about Star Trek Voyager, you should get on board, like on board the Voyager and just just enjoy the 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 wonderful musings of myself and the good reverend doctor cat deerfield um here here's a clip i'm gonna find a clip i didn't think i was gonna do a clip but here's a clip uh, dig up all your plants get your tulips and and your get little, your tulips get your tulips get your little dog get your stupid drinks cabinet and let's go mary because <laughs> jesus christ i'm not staying in a house my husband was murdered in yeah happy marriage or not that's still like a person you've lived with for yeah 10 years. yeah i mean at least stay in a hotel for a week i mean I come on <laughs> but she got the service in and the rugs look shiny and new <laughs> so weird <laughs> What's a peninsula? I think it's a bit of land that's kind of longy stuck to another bit of land. Guess what? What? There's no one here to correct us. We can say whatever the fuck Singapore we want. Singapore and Malaysia are two islands <laughs> on a peninsula in space. <laughs> Back in the cave, um, they, they're they um, trying to feed the baby lizard a, a Catholic wafer. You know, like when you go to communion at a Catholic church and they have those wafers? No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Take it from a Gentile. <laughs> I do. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> Hear my prayers. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. I will need a minute. Um, anyway, in, in, when you go to Catholic communion. Yes. I'm dying, I'm dying, let me die. Um, <laughs> they have like these little wafers. 
I do know what communion wafers oh are. I'm God. sorry. You saw a moment for commentary. And- I did. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I appreciate this validation. Oh, my God. Anyway, they're trying. I'm very funny. <laughs> you are. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> They're they're trying to feed the baby lizard communion wafers. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah. It's um. It's a wild podcast, and if you're not listening to women talking about Star Trek Voyager, I feel like you're missing a lot. Um. Okay. Number. Where are we? Number. Oh, number seventeen. Oh, number seventeen was nice. Um. I. So, like, I had people on the podcast, and I, like, I made new friends this year, which was really nice, and I made better friendships, which was really good. So, um, shout out to all of you. Uh, in particular, I'm going to shout out to Melanetto, who was on, on the podcast back in, like, February last year. Uh, her episode is Stress Less, and it's just been really nice to, to make a new friend this year, so that's been good. Um, number 16. I was on a goddamn terrible podcast. You remember the one, um, the one that I was on where I was like, where I was like asked to be on this podcast that was essentially this podcast, but, but like, you know, they were looking for an arts grant. Um, and yeah, here is, um, I'm going to see if I can put together kind of a clip of just my reactions to this guy's questions just so you get the kind of the joie of how goddamn terrible this interview was. Here it is. So in this section, I am calling him out for coming, spending four weeks, like messing me around and reorganizing and and trying to rebook the dates and things. And then he turns up and he has not researched any of my work. Like if you know that person's work and you have enough to be like, oh, I know what you do then like that is fundamentally like in order to interview someone or at least talk to someone about their work i think being able to come and do that without like like being a like coming and doing an interview and a chat about my work and not having actually listened or researched my work is kind of disrespectful and it's kind of like oh thank you for coming and like meandering through an hour of my time just to kind of like not ask me questions that like would be quite simple to find out like and especially when you as you go and interview others and especially people who have not been given platforms before and have not been given like chances to speak on things i think being able to be like oh i saw you did this or oh i i know i read this i read this that you did i read you know i saw this show that you did i heard this song that you did blah 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 being able to be like oh i know the work that you put out and other people should know that work that you put out. And I think that's what I do on Hyperlocal Celebrity, because even if I don't know the person particularly well, I will have researched their work. I will have experienced whatever they are putting out. I will have made sure that I am up to date with their life. Because like otherwise you're just going in hoping for the best. And you get kind of a lot of like you cover a lot of ground. Oh, like I if I if I know the person quite well then I will make sure that I know what they are working on. And if I know the person, like, not very well, I make sure I know a lot of what they are working on, what they've just done, where they're from, what they kind of do, and I know, like, where where they're coming from so that when they come to talk on the podcast, I know the questions that... I know, like, 
what to cover. I know what will be easy for them to cover. I know what will kind of get them talking and what will let them kind of like have fun and be kind of animated in the room and be excited to talk about their projects. And I think like that's, it's really easy and it's really simple, especially in today's world where you can literally just put out a bunch of stuff and you can, everything is visible. And if you're working in the arts as well, which is such a visual medium and such a like, like it's such a productive thing and a lot of things are like free and accessible, like being able to be like, look at all these things and you look at all the things and then you know what the person's doing and then coming in and talking to them about that is so, so easy. Wow, Schlurm Blichmann, the call-out queen. Uh, okay, now to, now to more fun things. So number, number 15, at the beginning of the year, I stated um, that... Uh, Christmas 2018 all I wanted was someone to buy me fancy flavoured coffee and a nice soap and uh, nobody bought me fancy flavoured coffee or a nice soap except this year um, by accident or maybe on purpose um, my dreams came true and I got fancy flavoured coffee Uh, well I got coffee syrups to put in my coffee and some very nice soap so that's my number my number 15 okay can you hear the ringing there's like a there's like a loose beam somewhere in this room and it's like ringing because i have such a sonorous voice anyway uh number 14 i got my steps in which is sad but hey i have goals and dreams and um i got my steps in okay so like last year i i got like no steps in like for the past two years i've literally never walked anywhere and this year i was like my only goal for this year was to try and like get a decent number of steps in and so um this year my grand total for my daily average was seven thousand two hundred steps um it went really well. Uh, it went really well in at the beginning of the year, like with February, I got 9,000 steps as my daily average. And it was kind of eights and eights across the board, 8,000s across the boards. And then, you know, like it kind of plummeted at the end of the year when it got cold. But hey, hey, considering the year before, I got literally like the year before my daily average was 4,000. The year before that, it was 4,000. Like, Honestly, I did much better. That was my one goal for the year, and I think we achieved it. Okay, number 13. Um, I don't have, like, a fun number. Like, don't have, like, a fun noise for the numbers. Um, oh, the times when I got my own dressing room this year was really good. So uh, at St. David's Hall, when I did the Hand in Hand Festival, they gave me my own dressing room, and that was pretty sweet. Um, and then also at Branwen Hall in Swansea. Remember that wedding I did in March where... Um, they gave me my own dressing room and it was fantastic. That was one of my favorite moments of the year because it was like a nice little dressing room and I got to hang out there and I got to eat my crisps there. Ugh, it was great. Loved it. Lo- uh, 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 loved it. Ugh, okay. Um, let's go for... What's the best order for this? Okay, we're going to do number... Oh, gosh. Okay, I did these the wrong way around. So number 12 in my list of top 19 things, good or bad, that happened this year was buying my housemate out of the property. And we have a clip. Sometimes the world can make you helpless living all alone. Sometimes the winter makes you feel less and fearful of your home. Well, it's time to figure out what you're made of and why you feel so bad. So come with 
Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Do You Have Sad? The only podcast game show where we pit contestants against each other to figure out which one of them has seasonal depression. Let's meet our contestants. Our first contestant hails from Alaska, the same district as Sarah Palin for some reason, because that's an impression I can do. How are you doing today, Jan? Oh, I'm doing okay. I don't really get sunlight where I live, but I'm happy to be here, I guess. Great, Jan. Let's meet our next contestant, Craig. Oh, hello, Craig. How are you doing? Oh, great to see you, Craig. And our final contestant, Jennifer. Oh, hello. I don't have a good one. We're, we're, Jennifer's going to be Scottish. Uh, oh, hello. It's nice to be here. I'm so excited to talk about seasonal depression and how it's never, like, bright in Scotland. There we go. Um, great. Let's start with our first contestant, Jen. Oh, hi. Jen, do you want to spin the wheel or do you want to, I don't know, crawl back into your office, lie on the floor and cry for 15 minutes? Oh, I think I'll spin the wheel today. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Great, Jen. Let's spin that wheel. <laughs> spin the wheel noise, spin the wheel noise. <laughs> Maybe you have sound. Oh, great. You've chosen the lightning round. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Okay, Jen. Oh wait, which one was this one? Who cares, Joan maybe? I don't care. Um, it's it's a game show. Um, Joan. Yes. <laughs> Joan, I'm gonna tell you some situations and you're gonna tell me if the answer is maybe you have sad or maybe you don't have sad. Are you ready, Joan? I'm ready as I'll ever be. I don't... I don't get out much anymore and there's no sunlight in Canada, so um, I just I just guess we're here. I thought you were from Alaska, Jen. Oh, well, I thought my name was Joan, but who, who knows? Anyway, let's, let's play the game, eh? <laughs> Great. Excited to be here. Okay. Right. You genuinely start thinking about quitting your job. Joan. Yes, Sam. Do you have sad, or is it something else? Um, in this instance, if it's in the winter, I think it's sad. Wonderful! Okay, Joan, question two. You wonder if you actually have any skills that could get you a better job. I'm gonna say if that one's related to the first one, then maybe you have sad. Wonderful! You got it right. Okay. Ah, you try to pass the blame off to other people, like, I love my job, but I hate my audiences. Uh, well, I think this is very specific to you, Sam. I don't think this is specific to anyone else. Um, but I'm gonna say maybe you have sad. Well done! You hate anyone and everyone more successful than you. Oh, I'm gonna say you don't have sad. That's just a year-round thing for you. You're correct! Oh my goodness, Joan, you've seen into my soul and you know my darkest secrets. Okay, last one. I'm, I'm ready. You spend an hour and a half going through your finances to try and figure out if you could um, successfully support yourself on your own should your housemate move out because you had an argument three weeks ago that you still haven't gotten over. You know what? I think that might be sad. I think that might be sad. You're correct, Joan. Oh my goodness. And you've won. 
You've won a 40 minute cry in your office on the floor. Well done, Joan. Oh, thank you. It was an honor to play and be here. Hello, kids. I'm on the radio. Oh, my goodness. Tune in next week where we uh, cocoon ourselves into little balls um, and are constantly tired after getting nine hours of sleep. Thank you so much. This has been You Have Sun. The world can make you helpless living all alone. Sometimes the winter makes you feel less and fearful of your home. Well, it's time to Guess what? It was not. Uh, it was not me. That, that's nice, isn't it? It was not fucking me. Um, yeah. So essentially, yeah. So uh, the joke for my one woman show is that I paid um, my best friend six thousand pounds to never speak to me again. Um, but yeah, it was truly like the most exhausting year of my life personally, from a personal perspective. I don't know if you know this, but I actually have a personal life outside of this podcast, outside of this whole harp shenanigansa. Um, yeah, and it was just, oh my God, it was so fucking stressful. It was just like, like the process of doing it was so, like, I, I literally like, like, so Sarah, like, essentially went on one date with this woman in January, came back, and then two days later was like, why aren't you happy I found someone? Everyone else is happy I found someone except you. And I'm like, bitch, no, we've been friends for eight years. I know your patterns. I'm not going to get my hopes up yet. Um, And then it just went off of the rails from there. Like, truly just, like, up, up and away. That crazy, crazy, kooky year I had. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, really just... uh, (laughs) Someone made some terrible decisions, and for once, it was not me. Um, But hey, now I live alone, and uh, that brings me on to uh, number 11, entering my freedom phase. So essentially, yeah, I, I, I bought Sarah's, Sarah out of the house in October, at the end of October. Um, changed the locks at the beginning of October because um, I did I did say about this where, yeah, yeah, I did. I did on a previous episode. I like truly like she moved out and I was like, OK, I have to change the locks because all of my stuff is here. Um yeah, it was um, it was wild, and then I was truly on vacation mode, like freedom phase, which is um, which is a a um, I want to say which is a a phrase that I have heard from previous podcast guests, Jazz Liddell, um, where they were like. Um, someone's like mother got divorced or something and so she painted her living room like tangerine like bright orange and she was like I'm in my freedom phase like it's gonna be two years of me making some bold decisions and um hey some of them will turn out great some of them won't but at the end of the day I will probably be able to rectify most of them and uh, now I'm in my freedom phase and uh, I've stopped having freedom showers that's a good a good thing I've stopped having freedom showers uh, but I did I bought um, a throne um, and I, I painted my living room dark green and I bought a velvet couch and I bought a bunch of wool rugs Oh my goodness. Freedom Faye Sam Hickman is um, possibly my favorite iteration of myself. 
Yeah, entering my freedom phase was possibly the best thing. I think next year, um, as part of the freedom phase, I may go blonde, I may get a fringe, who knows? Who can say? It's only a matter of time. Um, I'm a ticking time bomb here. I'm just elated, honestly elated. The best thing that could have ever happened was... Um, Firstly, my grandmother dying and everyone being surprised that she was filthy rich. Um, and secondly, me being able to spend all of that money uh, on being able to live in my house, stay in my house. Uh, so thanks, Dad, for, for not needing a bunch of money. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, God, for smiting my grandmother, I guess. Um, uh, there we go. Um, yeah, it was um, it all worked out, which was good really good. What a, what a year. Anyway, um, number 10 is the incredible gig, um, that I did, the, like, set that I did for So Far Sounds, where it was literally, like, me and a bunch of mediocre talents, and I just, like, burned the fucking building down. Here is a clip. Um, and you know when you go on a good date, and let's be fair, like, a good date for me is, does he meet me in public? Does he make eye contact? <laughs> Does he laugh at my jokes? He would be a bad audience. <laughs> he would also be a bad date. Um, and you know when you go on like a good date, again, the bar is very fucking low. Um, and, and you get home and you're like, you guys, this is it, I found the one. I'm done, I'm done, I'm deleting every app on my phone. You're like, bye-bye, Tinder. So long, Bumble. Adios, scruff. Just for the gay at the back. Um, and you kind of like keep going and you're deleting every single fucking man on your phone. Like, your friend Jim who helped you move. The plumber. Your own father. It doesn't matter. You just go on this little journey. This little tiny journey down the aisle. My eternity. Watch a shining castle fall into the sea. Wait until the world is gone. So I like fucking like just destroyed. I destroyed this. I came like I'm 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 the kind of bitch who's like mm, I think we shouldn't use um, destructive violent language when we talk about winning and being successful. Um, but I came to slay and I burnt the house down and I dragged everyone's rotting corpse out onto the street, built a pyre with their bodies and set it ablaze. Uh, I just like just fucking came to win and I did. Um, and it was it was. It was incredible. I am, I like, honestly, I am, I am everything that I ever thought I would be, and so much more. Um, and if you're trying to describe, trying to describe me in one word, it would be, wowzers, what a gal. 
Um, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I, I just, I felt really good about it. Um, uh, because I was like, I was fun. It was, it was fun. And it was, um, strangers. And it was nice. And I did it. And I, like, fucking destroyed. And also I looked in fucking credible. Oh, I have to say this because, um, my, my friend and yours, the delightful band Chroma, like, went right after me and did really well on that gig. Um, the, the first two people, yeah, middle of the road. Yay, me. Oh, goodness. Anyway, anyway. So... Number nine is when I was nominated for a Cardiff Life Award this year. I've had a year, if you haven't noticed. We're 25 minutes in, and um, I haven't even gotten to the top 10. Well, here we are on the top 10. Anyway, um, I was nominated for a Cardiff Life Award this year, which um, it turned out to be an entire scam. Okay, okay. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but nominations are open for 2020, so... So anyway, let me start from the beginning for Cardiff Life Award because I don't think I actually talked about this. So Cardiff Life Award last year tweeted, um, nominations are almost closing for 2019 Cardiff Life Awards. And I was like, oh, this is stupid. And so I retweeted them being like, you're almost running out of time to nominate me for best onstage queef. And they retweeted it and it's still there. Um, And I was like, oh, I have to nominate myself. That's stupid. And so I literally like wrote the most bullshit application I have ever written in my entire life. It was truly like, like just lies, lies, lies and more lies. It was like number one on the iTunes jazz um, album, like charts, Um, best selling like one woman world tour or something like truly bonkers for the supporting evidence. I literally just submitted two nice photos of myself. Um, And they nominated me as a finalist, which is truly hilarious. Um, And then the gag is, and I only realized this months later, my mother also nominated me for a kind of life award, (laughs) which is really stupid. Um, Yeah, incredible. Incredible, incredible. Anyway, yeah, so like me and the delightful Dr. Kat Deerfield went to the, like the free reception, because there was like a free reception um, where they served like, there were like 900 people in a 300 person room and there was like greasy flaky hors d'oeuvres and like not enough wine um and then like yeah for the for the actual awards dinner it was like i think it was like it was a thousand pounds a table but it was like 180 pounds a ticket and people were like oh are you gonna go and i was like no no i'm not gonna go it's 180 pounds a ticket for one ticket And people were like, surely if you're nominated, you can like, you know, you can, they give you a free ticket. And that's not how it works because it's literally a scam. The Cardiff Life Awards is a scam. And we all need to know this now. It's literally like pay to get an award. Like you can buy a table and we'll probably give you an award. Um, Shocking, truly shocking. Um, it was, it was wild. And they kept emailing me being like, hey, you want to take out an ad? It's 500 pounds for a full page. It's 220, it's 250 for half a page. It's, um, like, like 200 for a quarter of a page. And I was like, 
Why are they asking me this for their poorly circulated magazine? What are they doing? It's it's a scam. The whole of the Cardiff Life magazine, a scam. Cardiff Life Awards, a double scam. And guess who scammed the scammers? Me, Slurm Blickman, um, who I um, am going to keep that email signature where it says like Cardiff Life Award finalist. I'm just going to like Photoshop out the year. And then um, guess what? I can be a perpetual finalist and it does not matter. And I will keep that email signature on there till the day I die. Why? Because it looks impressive and it's stupid. I even got a sticker from them. I love it. I love that I scammed the scammers this year. I love it. Anyway, that was number nine. Number eight. Oh, number eight was Philosophia. Um, I'm not gonna, I don't want this to be too clip heavy. Um, I don't want this this episode to be too clip heavy. This isn't a clip show. Um, yeah, Philosophia, for those of you who don't know, was the like workshop day that the delightful harpist Eleanor Turner, shout out to her, hey girl, um, came up with um, to kind of get a bunch of musicians, like professional, it was essentially a professional musician networking day with some workshops and some concerts. It was really fun. Um, it's, it's probably kind of, if you enjoyed that sort of vibe, um, you will enjoy our fringe for World Harp Congress, our unofficial, I need to say unofficial. Well, it's a fringe, so it, of course it's a fringe, um, for World Harp Congress 2020 here in Cardiff. We're just going to put on like a couple, a couple concerts, maybe a couple workshops, like a little party at the beginning. Um, yeah, if you enjoyed that, you should come to that because I think it will be really fun. But yeah, Philosophia was a delight. It was up in Birmingham, I think. Um, I, I, I think, I can't quite remember. Um, it was all just a blur. It was two and a half hours away from me, uh, and I drove there back in the day, and it was, um... It was great, except for the migraine at the end. It was a really, really fun, it was a really fun day. Uh, the migraine at the end was a truly like one of my most traumatic memories of the year. Um, and I wept in front of my parents this year. So that was, <laughs> so that's something there, I guess. Um, yeah, so literally I, I did like, I, I did a little concert thing at the end and we all packed up and said goodbye and we'd had a great day and everything like that. And then I got in my car to drive home and like an hour into the two and a half hour drive, I developed this really bad migraine. Um, and I'm just like, I'm just like there like, 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 oh, I will vomit if I stop. And if I stop, I will not be able to like get home. I will like, because I will just like vomit and cry and, um, and, and pull over on the side of the road and I'll be like, nope, this is it. I'm done. Um, and so I'm like truly like, like my, my like AC in my car is on full blast. Like I am just like, like blowing as much cold air as I can at myself because I'm like, this is the only thing that's helping at this point. <laughs> and I get home, I get home. I, I did relay this on the podcast, but I get home and I like, like it's like, like half past midnight. I run into my bathroom and like throw up and I'm like shaking and crying. <laughs> And like being the most dramatic self that I could ever be. Um, <laughs> then I have to unload my car and everything. Uh, it was great. Apart from the end bit, like Philosophia was an absolute goddamn delight. Um, it was just like nice to spend a day with a bunch of other harpists and just have fun. And like, yeah, it was great. Uh, would would do it again. Um, yeah, I think I think it's gonna. 
yeah, I think our little fringe that we put together for World Harp Congress, well, not for World Harp Congress, but to helpfully coincide with World Harp Congress, the couple of things that we end up doing that will probably be free or very cheap to attend um, are going to be um, kind of in that vibe, kind of like relaxed and fun and chatty. Um, but that was, yeah, that was just like a really fun thing that I did. Number seven was um, being played on BBC Radio 3 on Jazz Now. Um, here is the clip. And um, afterwards, um, I'm just going to play like the first couple bits of the episode because I, you can hear how elated I am and thrilled about it. And it's just like... I love having this podcast for the good moments because, like, there are so many moments where I just sound so fucking happy. And this is one of them from this year. Next, we're off to Wales for some solo harp from Sam Hickman. She's well known around the Cardiff area, both as a busker and for singing and playing at weddings. Sam says she's the daughter of a Valleys girl and the granddaughter of a big pit miner. And she grew up in London and Texas before being called home to Wales to live and work in the capital. This track is called Cartref. Sam Hickman. Yes, bitch! Oh, Jesus, Lord above, Christ almighty. What a fucking week. Ah. Oh. So, um, that beginning excerpt is from BBC Radio 3's Jazz Now program. Hi, I was on the radio. It's me. It's me, resourceful glamour magoo, Sam motherfucking Hickman. Ugh. Oh. Every single week, I'm like... Oh my god, nothing has happened this week. I should really, like, skip. And then something truly, like, bonkers brilliant happens. And I'm like, here I am again for another week of hyper-local celebrity. It's me, Sam Hickman, a woman who is slightly drunk and is continuing to drink. Uh, why? Because it is 14 degrees outside, and that is summertime for me. So, glug glug. Glug glug, everyone. I'm just gonna take a little sip. So... As you can imagine, I was thrilled. Um, like, one thing that really came out of this was that, um, like, yeah, so, like, that that's a segment in the one-woman show where I talk about, um, where I talk about how um, I changed the, the, the thing because BBC Introducing does it to your local stations, and a lot of my local stations are Welsh language stations, so I, like, took a, a piece that didn't have any singing in it, and I just translated the the title on Google Translate and they played it on BBC and I changed my bio so to reflect my Welsh heritage. Thank you, I am from everywhere. And um, 
And they played it on BBC Radio 3 because it fits the narrative. Like, it's... I don't know. It's been really nice this year. Like, when I came to do the show, having, like, all of these little anecdotes, like, fall into place has been really nice. Okay. Number six. Um, Doing the Horizons gig that I did. So the St. Fackens Food Festival. Um was like they had their 10th anniversary and they got a bunch of uh, people in and I got the the oddest email. I got like truly the don't say anything slide under the radar email uh, from like the BBC being like, BBC Wales being like, hey, we love your pop harp. Come and play for us. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... um yeah, just like coming in like a full gown and doing a set at like 11 in the morning. Oh my goodness, what a blast. What a blast. Anyway, number five is related to that. It is when they played me um, doing Simple Joys of Maidenhood on BBC Radio Wales. Thank you. That's Esther recorded in Llys Llewellyn and some Fagans. Uh, as part of the Horizons project, we took 40 artists over the weekend to the 10th anniversary of the Food Festival at St Fagans, curating with Tavril Festival. It was a delightful weekend, two more tracks to come. And this next one was a bit of an experiment, to be honest. Um, I was thinking this could work or it could be a disaster to take a very traditional instrument, but an artist who doesn't play it in a traditional way. So Sam Hick the singing harpist is a very entertaining woman and opened the show for us on the Sunday and the crowd absolutely lapped it up so I'm so glad that she had a fantastic set and we've got the closing track of the set which is a cover The Simple Joys of Maidenhood by Camelot by Sam Hickman Give me a second. Kazoo solo.
simple choice, harmless convivial joys. Where are the simple joys of me? Hickman and the simple joys of maidenhood from the musical Camelot and uh, you weren't expecting a kazoo solo there were you? You weren't expecting the harpist to be looking for the kazoo under layers of chiffon and now you have a wonderful image of that very live show, the opening act of the bandstand stage in the village of St Fagans. It was wonderful. Sam, thank you so much uh, for playing and for entertaining the crowd. Wow, me, a triple threat. Oh no, I left, I went to the bathroom. Hold on, let me close this door again. <sighs> wow, me, a triple threat. Kazoo, singer, harpist, kazooer. Um, anyway, yeah, what a what a world. The, um... The thing about the the like the Horizons gig is they wanted feedback afterwards, and I um I really gave them a lot of feedback. I was like, getting everyone there an hour and a half early was really patronizing. Firstly, um, <laughs> like having having a guy warm down the crowd before I went on was like not helpful at all. Like now, uh, I think that was it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and having me play a harp outside up a staircase like because it was on a bandstand so I was like up on top of a on top of like a bandstand like so I had to get my harp on top of like up a, a flight of stairs to get into this bandstand and it was also outside in full sun and I was like yeah I had that oh why <laughs> why why they had like some nice indoor venues at this gig anyway yeah um I, I sent them a lot of th- feedback. Anyway, number four. Um, I'm doing my own sound effects. Does sound like anything? I don't know. It just sounds like I'm clearing phlegm. Was being in the metro, which um, was such a goop and such a gag and such a delight for for me, for you, for everyone involved. Ugh, I was thrilled. I don't know what to do with the actual physical copy of the metro that I have. Um, because I have a physical copy of the metro and i'm not 100 percent sure what to what to do with it is framing it too much no right no anyway the the metro article was um for margin the moon and it was like a little like 10 things to see in cardiff this week um and um it, it reads sam hickman is a singing harpist from the good city of cardiff as well as plucking some angelic chords at wedding breakfasts she also appears as her playful alter ego marge at this fundraiser for a community-run venue, The Moon, Marge will combine jazz harp, um, musical theater, and the telling of hilarious stories about the man who got away. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, all, um, I, I think it was, I don't know, 90% wrong? No, no, 30% wrong. Um, but, but, hey, all press is good press. Uh, so that was that was really exciting for me. I don't know if it was as exciting for you, but it was 
very exciting for me because I did not know it was actually going to happen. Like truly, I got an email being like, do you have any photos? And then I sent them a photo and then um, they were like, it'll it'll be in here. And I was like, exciting, exciting. And then I like picked up a copy because I was like, I don't think it'll be in there. And I went for a coffee um, and then um, it, it was in there and I was really excited. Um, I was just sat in like coffee number one being really excited, which sad news found out is really just part of Cafe Nero, which is really upsetting. Coffee number one, for those of you who don't know, was like a, like a, a Cardiff local chain. They had like six, I think six like different coffee places. Um, and it was just coffee number one. And they got bought out by... Um, Cafe Nero, which is just a big fancy coffee chain that I don't like because I don't think they pay their taxes. I don't think it's... I, I don't know. I feel like they're also owned by Starbucks and it's all just like three different names for the same place, for the same large conglomerate. But this is unfounded um, speculation. Anyway, anyway. Um, number two. Oh my goodness. Number two. Uh, my second favorite moment of the year was doing March in the Moon. Um, it just was. I mean, you've heard it. You've heard it by now. It was a goddamn delight doing it. I must say, in the moon, not in London. In London, it went so badly. Oh my God, it went so badly. People are like, like people forget. For some reason, I don't think I made enough like fuss about how poorly it went in London in comparison to the Cardiff performance, where it just was like incredible. It was like all of my friends there laughing loudly. Like, uh, it was great, loved it. Um, London performance, goddamn awful. <laughs> goddamn awful. It was just silent. Oh, it was terrible. But it was honestly one of my favorite things to do because, like, I think, like, I, it's it's all the things that I want to do rolled into a tight little package. Like, the only way that you could have improved that is done it as, like, a week-long run and I get my own dressing room. Like, that's really all I'm looking for. 2020, I'm just looking for a theatre in Cardiff to be like, hey, you want to do a week-long run of this? And I'll be like, yes, is there a dressing room? Can I leave my harp there? And they say, yes, there are multiple dressing rooms. We have a small budget to pay extra people if you want to get extra people involved. And then I say, yes, and a billboard, please. And they'll say, of course, anything for you, our sexy, beautiful queen. And I'll be like, thank you. Um, and then I get a billboard and, uh, that's all I want in this world. 2020 is the year I get a billboard for a show I'm doing. Um, yeah, 2020, baby, 2020, baby. Um, really excited about that. Really excited about that. This is all just like hopes and wishes for the future, but hey, it's very realistic. I just have to, um, find a producer who believes in me and end of end of I feel like I know enough producers I just don't know any producers who are very available which is probably a good sign that I know a lot of people who are working a lot anyway 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 um yeah margin the moon was number two number one are you ready for a drum roll number one was um seemingly a natural talent and everything everything involved with that beautiful beautiful, beautiful fiasco. Just everything involved with that from like doing the live music now audition to getting that feedback to starting my real life celebrity feud with Catrim Finch to like, ugh, just, just everything. Just, 
of that whole package was truly just more than more than the 25 pounds I paid to go to that audition. Truly. Just like, ugh, it was such a, like, what a wonderful, what a wonderful gift to, for them to have given me. Like, truly something that has caused such a stir. And it was just, ugh, what a gift. What a gift that was. Oh my God. What a gift. Ugh, so wonderful. Like, it's so, it's just... I like I could not have asked for like better I don't want to say better publicity but like a, a more like hilarious in crowd stupid thing to have happened to me like like honestly in a year of so many things that happened like of so many things of like like did I put the Hand in Ham festival on this list oh god that was number three I missed number three um, I missed number three, but we'll go back. Um, yeah, like in a year of just like all of the things, like organizing a giant, organizing and co-hosting a giant choral festival, like doing like multiple radio things, like like doing like all sorts of things, being nominated for awards, um, like you know, just 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 doing my goddamn best. Um, my God, like in order, just like, just like being given that feedback and like being able to be like, just to make, just to turn that little shit into gold has been a gift, an absolute fucking gift. And I am, I love it. It's just like, oh, what a gift. What a gift for me. Anyway, uh, number three was Hand in Hand Festival. Just everything about it. It was, um, it took a year and a half to plan. Um, I was in pretty much every meeting. Um, and uh, co-hosting that was a delight. Like, like realizing that I have a, like, a, a, a skill, quote unquote, a skill presenting. Skill is a strong word. But that I am willing and able to uh, stand in front of an audience and uh, make up nonsense in order to get people on and off stage. Like here we go here we go um getting like a gown made for it and everything uh what a delight what a goddamn delight um yeah wow what a year what a year for me um how was your 2019 uh what 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 are you looking forward to in 2020 um let me know um what's my wish for 2020 well i hope i get more steps in next year this isn't a joke i really did very well getting steps in this year uh, i'm gonna go for a walk after i finish editing this episode of the podcast um and then um guess what guess what i'm gonna i'm gonna um get pizza and lie down i guess anyway um Thank you for listening to this episode, the 2019 closer of Hyperlocal Celebrity. Join us next week where me and the delightful Crash Wiggly talk all about cats. Bye.